Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Camp Final Girls. Hello, everybody. Hi. It's uh, one in the clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so tired. <laughs> one in the clock? It's one o'clock in the morning in my time. So, so this is a... Uh, this is um, a late night session. Late night. I'm half mm-hmm. asleep session. Yeah, it's going to happen this time of year because everybody's so busy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we sacrifice for you guys if i fall asleep just yell and it'll wake me up (laughs) i'll scream in it and then people will be like whoa what just happened (laughs) wake you guys up (laughs) so one more week until christmas oh gosh that's so crazy i can't even believe it this year's almost over I know I'm excited though. I'm so over this year. It was a horrible year. I just I completely agree. <laughs> I just want um, to like go into the next year and just like I don't know because I, I didn't think that 2021 would be as bad as 2020, but it I felt like it was worse. I <laughs> so agree. Now, yeah. So now I, oh, I gotta go into 2022 and be like, I don't know, figure figure our shit out because this ain't it. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully have a more positive um, attitude about it instead of like going into it negative because of this year. Yeah, I mean, at least one good thing. Well, there's been several good things. It wasn't all bad, but one good thing is that we started our podcast finally. So I know that's good, but hopefully we could just keep doing it. And even though like sometimes I'm really tired and stuff or like I'm like, dreading doing the notes because sometimes notes are really hard mm-hmm. it's still something that I look forward to every week so I know me too like I know I, I get excited when it's your turn because then I don't have to worry about it that's like me right now because like we were gonna record yesterday but I was just so tired I worked all day and I was just not into it mm-hmm. and then today I was all waiting on you and I fell asleep. That's like not normal. That's that how you happened know I'm to tired. me one time too. When I was <laughs> that happens waiting for to you, you every time. You're always like, That's I'm gonna true. take a nap and then <laughs> just wake me up. And I'm like, what? I never fall. I'm like, I'm a night owl, but I was just so tired today. It was a long well, day. Well, yeah. I know. I was I I was actually very productive today. I did my dishes finally. <laughs> <laughs> Since and you when? know me Since I moved probably <laughs> no not that long but I mean yeah it's it's dishes are hard it sucks like oh I yeah hate the dishes I did dishes and people, like three days ago and the counters are already full again yeah the people tell me use your dishwasher I don't like how the dishwashers wash though oh, I, mean, I that's love just how the dishwasher works it's just not something we do in this house that often so. oh I, if mine works good I would use it very often but it just I don't know I I'm very particular about it and even when other people wash my dishes I'm like they leave stuff and I just I don't know I get irritated well that's how you gotta rinse them off first because I feel like the dishwasher is more just to sanitize because yeah it's it really probably. hot I know but I'm excited to hopefully get my own place soon like within this 2022 mm-hmm. and um 
I'm just going to be using that dishwasher because I've been hand washing dishes since I moved into my house with my roommates and it's so exhausting because <laughs> oh, yes. then I have to like stop halfway through to dry because I'll fill up the drying rack and I'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> it takes hours to do dishes uh, yeah exactly and I still have some left just well mostly just silverware but that's like whatever to me like whatever <sighs> well, I, just I can't it. believe we're so lame and we're talking about dishes I know <laughs> People are like, you guys are boring. <laughs> no, this is reality, everybody. Everyone does dishes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So. Did you hear about um that stupid TikTok challenge that was going around where kids were like pretending like they're gonna shoot up schools and bomb schools and stuff? Oh yeah. Um it- my daughter showed me it and I was just like, oh, that's just probably fake. But then she got called into the office and I'm like, great, another drama at her school. Yeah, I mean, I got a letter from my my daughter's school, and I'm like, she's six. (laughs) We're talking about TikTok challenges. I was so I swear, like, like social media nowadays is like so much worse. We don't get how these kids think that's funny. That is not funny thing to do. The weirdest thing, like, they think things are funny, and we're just like, what is wrong with this? They're so desensitized that they're like let's cause mass panic that sounds hilarious yeah exactly it's so crazy to me because um it's just it's terrifying and I don't understand why something like that would be considered something you even want to do especially since there was just that school shooting in Michigan like it just happened it's not like it's like an old school thing because it was a common thing when I was in school I remember Mm -hmm. it used to happen all the time and it's, I mean, it still happens, but not as much, I feel like. And but I just think, it, I don't know. It's weird. It's such a weird thing to joke about. Yeah, we, me and their, my kid's dad talked about, it, like, you know, uh, whether or not we were going to allow them to go or, you know, we would kind of make it up to them, mostly up to my daughter, because my son was like, I don't want to go. I think it was just like an excuse for him not Does to go. Does he ever want to go to school? Like, no, but that's why we knew my daughter was more like um, she wants to go to school. So I figured if we if she felt like she was okay to go, then you know, and she did. So you know that. Yeah, it's just they. They said that they would have more police activity around just to make sure that it was safe. And, you know, well, I, because I felt this was like three days it. after I had gotten a letter from my daughter's principal saying that they had a, um, a threat came in that some kid brought a weapon to school. Oh, and I was geez. like, they're in elementary school. And then three days later, I get an email about that. I'm like, I mean, I can't really do anything about it. I'm a single mom and I can't just be like, oh, well, she's not going to school then. Like, (laughs) I need her to go to school because I mean, it's I'm lucky that this winter break, I figured out most of it. There's like two days that I couldn't figure out. So my roommates have to watch her. But it's really hard as a single parent where you don't split custody or they're not older or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know how people do it like summer break is going to be horrible this year I'm going to have to get her into like a summer camp or something I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah it's tough it's tough and I have to say I'm lucky that I do have a little bit of help so I am blessed in that and 
I don't know how you do it or how you stay sane. <laughs> I don't. You think I'm sane? <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, sometimes. More sane than me. <laughs> well, probably. But that just <laughs> yeah. goes to show you. Yep. True, true. Uh, but yeah so all that to say that I'm excited that it's your week because I'm so tired and I'm just gonna listen to your story and ooh and ah and gasp and hopefully it doesn't make you fall asleep (laughs) hopefully because oh sorry I just should I sound melancholy you always Um. do (laughs) you're always so like monotone I'm sorry (laughs) should I have an accent (laughs) I'm just kidding oh god please no (laughs) That was horrible and it was just a half a sentence. I don't (laughs) it was. I don't think we could deal with that. No, I don't even know how. Like I don't know how people do it. (laughs) Oh god. It's called acting, and I don't think you're good at acting. I'm not. I am not (laughs) at all. I can see you on your face when you're lying. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a very good liar. No. Uh, So okay, are you ready? Yes, go. Buckle your bootstraps. Yep. Okay, I don't know if you've ever heard it. I'm sure you have, maybe. Um, (laughs) But if you have, like, you know, getting your input's good, too. So either way, it's fine. So this is the story of the mysterious. So before I get into it. Oh, I'm sorry. I chose this story because it happened around, like, this time of year. So I thought it was kind of, like, a good story to have. Christmas time? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Is this the story? I mean, it's not a good story, but I guess it's just a story I wanted to tell because it's this (laughs) time of year. So it kind of, yep. So here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Nice sagu you did there. Um, So this is the story of the mysterious disappearance of the Sodder children. I feel like I might have heard this, but okay, we'll see. Uh, it happened in the year 1945 on so long ago, yes, (laughs) in Lafayette, West Virginia. Um, Uh, Lafayette is the name of um, Sookie's best friend on True Blood. I've never seen True Blood, (laughs) should it's good? Oh, well, okay, (laughs) if you say so. I do. You didn't believe me about Shit's Creek either, and look at where we are now. True. Very good show. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go. Go with your story. Um, Jenny and George Sauter had 10 children. The ages ranged from 23 to 3. Uh, John, George Jr., Marion, Sylvia, Joseph, or Joe... Maurice, Martha, Louis, Jenny, and Betty. So Lafayette was a like coal mining town at that time. It was also home to a growing Italian American population. A mob. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Knew it. Um, most of the people in town knew the Sodders as being respectable and upstanding. George had immigrated from Sardinia, Italy. Sardines. I guess. I don't know how to say that. I'm so bad. (laughs) In 1908, Jenny Mm -hmm. Cipriani. 
I think that was her last name, had also immigrated at an early age. George owned a truck hauling business that had done really well. Wait, did she also immigrate from Italy? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so this event happened around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, they after they enjoyed their dinner and everything on Christmas Eve, and after that, they went to bed. A fire broke out in the middle of the night around 1 a.m., and only six members of the family were able to get out. This I have included, heard this story. This is a crazy one. Yeah. Yeah. So Jenny and George and four of their children, and five of them unfortunately did not escape. So prior to this event, World War II had happened. It had just ended around December 2nd. Benito Mussolini had been killed by a communist partitions. This divided the Italian community. And George happened to be on the side against Mussolini. And he had very strong opinions about it. And he would not be quiet about it. He would talk a lot about it and um they obviously didn't like that um so could this been the reason the fire started or was there something else i don't know but <laughs> yes you do i do know. <laughs> well maybe maybe not actually um, yeah <laughs> there's a, there was a few strange instances that happened prior to the fire uh, an unknown man had approached George at the home looking for work, and he told him he wasn't looking for any workers at the time. Why? And was this a house that you could just work at? Because like, he owned a business. To... Oh. So he was probably, or he, maybe he was just, I don't know, maybe at the time people would go door to door seeing if they needed workers. I don't, I don't really know, like around that time so like, this maybe. looks like a house that needs some work <laughs> maybe i mean who knows but all those brats running around <laughs> <laughs> yeah that could have been it too <laughs> so the guy looked up at the fuse box outside and said this is going to cause a fire someday this remark was very odd to george because he had just recently got his what the wires checked out and everything was okay so it was kind of like I don't know where that somebody would just say that out of nowhere um then after that a insurance guy came to the house and he was very persistent and he was trying to sell to George and George just refused and like home insurance uh health uh, not not home life insurance. life insurance yeah okay um, and George just refused. He, he said he didn't need it. And so the guy explicitly said this after he, George kept refusing. He said, this house will burn with smoke and your children will be destroyed. You will pay for the dirty remarks you make about Mussolini. So definitely the mob. Kind of weird that he would come and try to sell insurance. And then after he says, no, we don't need it. This guy says that it's like, I see you doing this. 
Great, yeah. <laughs> talking with his hands. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of strange. And um, also, another thing that happened was the older Sauter boys had saw a car parked along the highway for a few days in a row. And a man was inside watching the children after they came home from school. That was kind of weird. Wait. So all... A man was watching the children? Yeah. A random man? Some random guy. Oh. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought you meant babysitting. And I was like, no, some like... random man's like, I'm going to come watch your kids for you. No, no, he was in his car on the highway just sitting there parked. The highway was that close to their house? Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. And it's I mean, creepy. I guess the highway Can is. Can you a... imagine? Like what some weird, thing? like you look outside your window and some happened guys, to me like... on four occasions. <laughs> <laughs> that that's just creepy. I would be like, I don't know. I guess back then maybe they just didn't think anything of it. I don't know. Well, obviously but... they did if it's a part of the story because it stood out to them. Yeah, but I don't know. And everybody in the those but if he was there like... for a few days, why didn't they go up to him and say anything or tell their parents? The kids. To... Because that's dangerous. They're older, though. Well, plus, during this time, like, during the World Wars and stuff, there was, like, a lot of conspiracies about, like, spies and, like, mob ties and all that stuff. I mean, it could have been. Because another thing is nobody knew why George came to this country. So that was also kind of a mystery Because everybody was coming to America. Yeah, but they think that he had some ties to, like, some shady people. And so that's why he came, especially since he was very (laughs) strong uh, voiced against Mussolini. So it's kind of like something's up there. But I don't know. I don't really know much about that stuff, so I can't really say. But that was kind of interesting, too. Yeah, I mean, I know a little bit about World War II and stuff like that, but not really about, like, the Italian side, but a little bit. Mm -hmm. bit. So, the night before Christmas, it was extremely cold. All through the house. Not a picture was stirring. Not even the mouse. (laughs) Jenny and George went to bed early with their three-year-old daughter, Sylvia, around 1030 the oldest girl, Marion, had brought home some toys from the store and she gave them to the younger ones and Jenny allowed them to play, stay up late to play with them. So she reminded the boys to do their chores, like shutting the chicken coop and feeding the cows before they went to bed. So out in the dark in the cold. I guess so. That was their <laughs> chores. So scary. Yep. And around midnight, Jenny was woken up by a phone call. She answered it, and a woman asked for someone that wasn't a part of the residence. It doesn't say the name. Um, She later said the lady had a weird laugh, and there were others laughing in the background. Was it me? (laughs) Clinking glasses. Cheers. (laughs) Um, and then she just told the woman it was a wrong number, so she didn't really think anything. Other She's probably than that. just drunk. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it was Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. so 
probably people getting drunk and acting crazy and doing prank calls. <laughs> Those silly prank calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then looked around the house and it was quiet. Marion fallen asleep on the couch. She noticed that the doors were not locked. The curtains were open and the kids usually made sure to lock all the doors and everything before they went to bed. But this time everything wasn't done. The lights were on. It was almost as if nobody had gone to bed. Uh, So she locked the doors, closed the blinds, and she basically assumed all the kids were in bed in the attic. I guess that's where they slept in the attic. Uh, (laughs) What? Yeah. Then she went to bed. All 10 of them? No. One of them was away in the army and the rest... Well, Marion was asleep on the couch, and I'm assuming the rest were upstairs. In the attic. Well, Siv- Sylvia, I think, went to sleep with them because she was three. So Flowers in the attic? Maybe. I don't know. Don't know much. Clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 30 minutes after she went to sleep, she woke up again because she said that something had hit the roof of her house, almost like Santa a- Claus. It could have been. <laughs> Don't think it was Santa Claus. Okay, cause... literally, I had a conversation with my sister the other day about when she, she was little, she used to be terrified of Santa. Like, she would be like, can I sleep with you tonight? I'm so scared. And then she'd be like, I hear bells. I hear something on the roof. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, he's coming to bring us presents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so God. So weird. So That's it could have funny. been Santa. <laughs> I, I don't think Santa did this. Um, she, uh, it was like a loud thump and it hit the ground. She didn't really pay much attention to this and went back to sleep. Another half hour passed. Then she woke up and smelled smoke. George and Jenny, Sylvia, Marion, John, and George got out. Unfortunately, the staircase to the attic began to fill up with fire and the Sodders yelled and they didn't hear any of the younger children. Jenny, this is what Jenny said. I ran to the bottom of the stairs where the children were supposed to be sleeping. I yelled and yelled two boys, John and George Jr. came stumbling down. Their hair was singed by the flames. When George went to or attempted to rescue the other kids, he noticed that the ladder that he had outside that was permanently leaning against his house for maintenance was not there, which they would later find on the side of the road in a ditch. So that was a very strange thing. Mm -hmm. And Marion tried to call the fire department but the phone wasn't working. So she ran to the neighbor's house to call and they couldn't get a hold of the operator. It wasn't until a good Samaritan was able to get in touch with the fire station from town. George's second How? effort, because they went over there. The good Samaritan? Yep. They, they used a, a phone in the town. Which was like two miles away. Mm. So George's second effort to get into the house was 
by trying to get on his truck, which neither one of them would start. He had two trucks and neither one of them would start. And he didn't know why. It was kind of weird. It only took 45 minutes for the entire house to burn to the ground. So it was really hot. Yep. And the firefighters did not arrive until 7 a.m. Wait, when did the fire start? 1 a.m. And they were only two miles away. Why? Nobody knows. It's horrible. Yep. And they continued the search for the five missing solder children until 11 a.m. And they still couldn't find anything. The state police said that it probably started due to faulty wiring, but then later on withdrew this comment. The Lafayette fire chief, F.J. Morris, conducted a investigation and he found nothing to contradict the ruling of faulty wires and no evidence of bodies. So there was no bodies at all. Mm-hmm. No bones, nothing, which was kind of weird mm-hmm. because no matter how hot the fire is, you can still find bones. Oh, yeah, because it's you have to burn a body really, really hot mm-hmm. in order to get rid of them. And that's why a lot of the times when people try to burn bodies to get rid of evidence, they can't. Because mm-hmm. Exactly. It, yeah. So this was very strange. Um, Charles Payne was from the funeral home. And when he went the next day to collect the bodies, he found no remains either. Uh, Jenny later learned from a local crematorium that it takes two hours for a human skeleton to to disintegrate in a fire. But the house burned in only 45 minutes. So obviously they should have found five bodies and they didn't. Um. Several days after the fire, the coroner put together a inquest consisting of a jury to figure out what was the cause of the fire. One of the jury members was the man who tried to sell insurance to George. That's not a very uh, diverse jury you got there. Yep. And... They actually ruled that it was faulty wiring that caused the fire. So the guy who's trying to sell insurance, it's like kind of a weird thing. Because like if he did sell insurance to um, George, right, is the dad. Mm-hmm. That, and then he would have bought it and then his children would have died and then he would have gotten money for it. Like mm-hmm. what's the purpose of that? I I feel like the guy was probably scoping out the place and that's why he was there. But he was so pushy about it. So I wonder, I mean, obviously they get a percentage. So maybe he knew it was going to happen. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, you need this insurance. You yeah. got 10 kids. That's a lot of life. But, he, but like, you know, you see those people like going door to door for whatever reason. It could be, you know, from a, a, yeah, or a religious <laughs> group or whatever. It could be anybody or say that they're, you know, from that, but really like scoping out your place. Like, I don't know that always. Found yeah. Me. Like home alone. 
Exactly. They come to your door. Joe Pesci is You open to the your door, door and they're kind of like looking inside. He's like standing there and he's pretending to be a cop. Exactly. So um, Jenny and George refused to agree to this for obvious reasons because the lights were still working when the fire started. And if it was faulty wiring, the, the, the lights wouldn't be working. Um, George had just replaced it because he installed a new electric stove. So none of that information added up for them to conclude that it was faulty wiring. And later on, Jenny and George came across a bus driver that said he saw something like fireballs flying on the roof of their house. Uh, an acquaintance of the family said they saw five missing kids in a strange car when the fire was going. And mm. a waitress also said that she saw five kids at a diner on Christmas morning. She could also recall, she couldn't recall any details about the adults that were with them though. And then another uh, woman, convenient. I know. And then another woman said she had seen four of the missing solder kids at a South Carolina hotel. Um, she said that she reported that two women and two Italian men were there. And when she tried to talk to the kids being friendly, the men were very hostile to her and refused to let her talk to them. One of the men turned around and began talking rapidly in Italian. Um, a missionary saw a picture of the children in the paper and claimed that he had seen them at an, another house in Florida. Um, it's just so weird to me, this story, because um, it doesn't make sense why they would take the children instead of just let them burn in the fire. I mean, I'm, I don't know which is better. <laughs> But it's also like there's five lives of like, okay. Maybe they were trying gotta... to take all of them, but they were only able to take five of them, you know? Because remember the doors were unlocked. Yeah, but what's the what's the motive? They didn't ask for to like get back at George, probably. Yeah, but one child is a lot to take care of, and you're gonna take five. Maybe like, they take my daughter for an hour and you'll be begging to give her back. Maybe they were good kids. I don't know. I don't really have <laughs> an answer. Why? Not. <laughs> good job. <laughs> just kidding. She's she's just sassy. So, it gives her personality. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> um so after hearing all this information, they wanted to dig a little deeper. Uh, a telephone repairman said that the somebody had cut the phone lines. Um, neighbors saw a man stealing block and tackle from their house when the fire was going and police arrested him. He admitted to cutting the, the wires, but he thought it was um, wires to the house, um, but it was the phone wires. Um but nothing why, really. Why would he cut wires to the house? He was stealing block and tackle from them. I don't really know what block and tackle is, do you? <laughs> no, but why wouldn't you research it in case I asked? 
Well, I'm I guessing, don't know. I'm guessing actually, um, in because I'm in the uh, property management industry, a lot of the times people will still wire and stuff because it's got copper in it and it's actually really valuable. Um, like I've I've had people actually go in to apartments and still that kind of stuff. Um, well, yeah, I just think it's weird that he would try to take that. I don't know why, but, um, nothing came of it and the police didn't follow up on it after that. So that was a little odd. Um, Jenny decided to do her own experiments with animal bones in her stove and they all failed because they did not turn into ash. So that's another, you know, reason. That oh, yeah, she knew for sure they was... were taken. They, were, mm-hmm. they didn't die oh, yeah. on fire, for uh, sure. Yeah, exactly. And uh, she read about another fire in the newspaper, and the house had burned down and killed seven of the family members. And the investigators did recover all seven bodies in the rubble. So Yeah, because nobody died in that fire. Yeah, exactly. They were just missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so George actually had found some bones and some other remains that he had a laboratory test He ended up finding out that one of the organs that was found was a cow liver. And then the bones that were in there. Wait, he found bones where? In the house? No. So he had. No, not in the house because it was burned down. So he was. No, I know. But where did he find? There at the site. Yeah. Of the house. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I just said. Well, let me finish my story, woman. Well, you just said he's found bones, and I didn't know from where. At the site. There's no house. (laughs) It's still the house. (laughs) Wow. Anywho. (laughs) Was it in their pantry or in their refrigerator? (laughs) He's like, these are not human. (laughs) No. So um, none of the bones had been exposed to fire. Um, he also the refrigerator. He sent the liver. Uh, how would a liver survive a fire? So let me tell you how that (laughs) liver ended up there. Um, uh, they actually hired an investigator. His name was CC Tinsley to help find their kids, and he ended up finding out that the chief the fire chief had placed that organ in order to get them to stop investigating it which was kind of weird to me like why would the fire chief yeah why would he care because they were so adamant about finding out what had happened and they just wanted them to stop bugging them so he just and the reason why it took him six hours to get there is because he's in the italian mob could be (laughs) Because you said that the house burned down in 45 minutes. So they came mm-hmm. five hours after the yep. fire was already gone. Exactly. And why could nobody get a hold of the operator? And why were they not available, like, to come right away? And they, they're two miles away. Like, it's just Yeah. Crazy. I mean, I know operators back in the 40s was way different than it is mm-hmm. now. They, hello, yeah. operator. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. This was just kind of crazy to me. But obviously, George and Jenny knew that their kids had been kidnapped and they did not die in the fire. And somebody was trying to cover it up. Um, so around 1952, George and Jenny put up a large billboard on Route 16 with all the pictures of the missing kids. Mm-hmm. And the reward was $10,000. What they, is that equal to today with inflation? Um, well, I would say like, so it said like 15000 was how much they spent, um, which is more than 200000 today. So I'm assuming it's around that. Yeah. Um, which that's kind of crazy. And that board remained up for 37 years. Mm-hmm. So they spent a lot of money with that on private investigator traveling, you know, just searching for their kids. Um, three months later, Sylvia was playing around the rubble of the house and she found like a green, <laughs> a green hollow object that was made of rubber and it had a twist cap on it. And they thought maybe this is what hit the roof of the house. Uh, George took it to military officials and they said it was an incendiary device uh, called a pineapple, Mm -hmm. which was also called a napalm bomb. So that was another interesting fact. Uh, So that could have been what hit the house and started the fire. Yeah, somebody was just throwing napalm bombs at their house. Mm -hmm. Could be. I mean, who knows? Um, In 1949, George hired a pathologist, uh, Oscar, wait, Dr. Oscar B. Hunter from Washington, D.C. Just a few days after the fire had happened. Um, And that's when that's who had um, analyzed the bones and all that. And he said none of the bones consisted of the, the ages of the children and it didn't have any charring. So it obviously came from the dirt that George had brought to make the memorial for the kids. Um, in Wait, nine, what? He had brought dirt. Yeah. To make a memorial for, for and the And it house. had bones? It had bones in the dirt what mm-hmm. that doesn't even make he's all here's some dirt for a memorial no there's bones in here <laughs> yeah i don't know wherever he got that dirt from had bones so that's how did he not notice he just puts it in a jar and he's like what's that no it was he asked to excavated so there were bones underneath their house and he didn't notice that he dug them up i guess <laughs> it's weird i don't know it's a very interesting But um, 23 years after the accident, Jenny received a letter from Kentucky with no return with no return address. Inside was a picture of a young man. And on the back of it said, Louis Sauter. I love brother Frankie. Little boys, A90132 or 135. So they don't really know what that meant, but that's, yeah. And the I picture. love little boys. No, little boys. I love brother Frankie. 
<laughs> don't get it. I guess that's the whole point. Nobody gets it. I don't know. I, it's really they, creepy. Yeah, it was a picture of a guy that looked like one of the missing kids, like as like an older guy. Wait, how 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 much later was this? Twenty three years. Okay. I'll, so I'll he was like in his late twenties. Yeah, I'll post the picture and. I mean, it, it's hard to tell because it's such an old picture, but it could have been him. Who knows? But it's just weird that he wouldn't even at that age go. Like, why would they send the picture and not go? The mob family will, um, break his kneecaps. I don't know. That's just kind of crazy. That whole situation. Um, despite the official cause that it was faulty wiring. Something obviously was more sinister than that. And everyone was aware that many members of the Italian Italian community had grievances against George due to his political views. And prior to the fire, all those odd people it's like, like you're gonna him. steal five kids because somebody likes them, mm-hmm. or doesn't like somebody you do yeah it's weird and another theory that came up was that the italian mafia you had said mm-hmm. may have been involved but this case is still unsolved uh the one remaining survivor was sylvia Sauter praxton but she died this year april 20 first at age 79 <laughs> i know i was like april 2021 <laughs> uh april 21st um she was 79 years old her parents obviously hoped that the story would you know be as a memorial or memoriam for her kids um sylvia even organized memorial meetings Every year, George died in 1969 at age 73. Jenny passed away in 1989 at age 85. So, to this day, was never solved. The five so kids. There's just five other kids out there, like, or well, well they're, they're probably not now. anymore. Yeah, but they're we, the kids, youngest kids, was maybe. Yeah, I just, I don't, how could they just vanish and nobody knows what happened? Well, somebody knows, I'm sure. Well, not now, because everybody's probably that knows is dead, but. Yeah, but the like, information how got passed on. Where did these five kids go? I don't know. It's just weird to me that. <clears throat> Why did nobody scream or like, like, how could they do yeah, how five do you, children? Yeah, you could Without anybody screaming. Kids. Yeah. Well, because they were the youngest ones, right? How old were they when they got taken? So the five kids that went missing was between the ages of 14 and five. Yeah. So they were. So can you imagine my son who is 14 getting kidnapped? He would be screaming and be like, you know, I don't know how. My brother too, all the way to Penelope. (laughs) Yeah. They would both be screaming. Yeah, so I don't understand like how the parents couldn't hear. Like if, like, I'm well, sorry, but the if I hit, did I'm... hear that, probably that napalm ball bomb hitting the roof, and then 
don't know. It's weird that it was one. But I think that they took the kids prior to that happening. Because all the doors had been unlocked, remember? And the window shades were open. Yeah, but they were upstairs in the attic. Not all of them. Because if they were upstairs in the attic, they would have been found dead. They had to have taken Yeah, but there those was kids. a ladder. The ladder was missing, remember? Uh, yeah, after they got taken and then they threw the ladder away. Yeah, so I think that they just said, you know what, we're going to take five of the kids or we're going to just take as many kids as we can. And maybe they heard the mom wake up and they just panicked and took the ladder. Maybe they were in the middle of taking one of them. They heard commotion and they ran, took the ladder. I mean, it's kind of strange. Like this whole situation was just strange to me. Like the cars weren't working. The ladder was gone. That is usually there. I know, you know it's also all weird to have kids. a huge ladder leaning up against your house. Yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely like, would. Uh, that's not safe. Like, it's yeah. obviously people can get into your house, even though you want it there, you know, to just put do it away at night. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, could you imagine? Like, I mean, obviously, I don't have that many kids, but. No, I can't imagine just my one child being taken. Yeah, like that's just that's just crazy. Like how they were never found, no trace. And that happens so many times where kids go missing and they don't find any trace of them ever again. Aliens. It was aliens. I don't think aliens can take (laughs) that many kids (laughs) at once. Yeah, they can. All at once? (laughs) Yes. They're aliens, though. <laughs> the Italian mom can take kids. Aliens the Italian moms? Some mob. Oh, they said mom. <laughs> no, I'm just like a little stuffy, so maybe it sounded like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just, I don't know. I think it's a it's a good story to, to tell because it kind of makes you realize that you have to just be safe like don't leave don't your door share your political <laughs> opinions yes anywhere. exactly because people like, can get mad cares? at you for dumb reasons i know it's so dumb i'm like if somebody like took my child because i said i liked trump or something I, i'm not saying i like i like trump i'm just saying well yeah as an example but, like if you were to like trump and you would say like how much you like him on social media or whatever and then someone's like you know what i'm gonna steal her kid because of this because she's an idiot you know yeah so i mean it's it's just crazy it's like you know i don't know i i feel like people's political and it's fine i it's fine to have your political opinions and stuff and it's fine like we need democracy democracy obviously we need people to be voting and stuff but Mm -hmm. there's no reason to push those views on other people and then there's mm-hmm. also no reason to hate somebody because of their political views unless it's something radical like they're a part of the kkk or something crazy yeah but it's like other than that like mm-hmm. radical stuff like that it's like who cares democrat republican like yeah. who cares why do why do you let it affect you so much if you believe in a certain political view like okay that's fine then go vote that way that's how Mm -hmm. you express your political views and make a change is by voting and that's it yeah I just feel like that's why I don't really talk about politics too much like I just 
I'll post things only because it's funny, like how people like talk about it. And I just find it funny. Um, but that's the only thing I post just, oh yeah. I I don't like talking about my political views either, even with my family, because Mm -hmm. like my sisters will fight about that stuff and I'm like, who cares? Yeah. I, I don't know much about politics and I don't follow it. So I don't really, I can't really say. Well, that's my point too, is like, unless you study politics and you know Mm -hmm. exactly what bills like Congress has passed, like you study up on that stuff. Like, I mean, you can like a politician or whatever from a distance, but like politics politicians lie no matter what they'll say i'm gonna do this for you and they don't so well yeah because they don't have as much control as people believe like the president can't just pass a bill he it has to go through congress and everything so i know it's just it's it's just crazy it's just it it sucks i think people just want to argue oh yeah for sure people love to find a reason to not like each other and it's Mm -hmm. just dumb it's it's unfortunately a part of the world that we live in today yeah exactly and it's not going to change or get any better unfortunately so we just have to try to you know be good people you know at least us (laughs) at least you and me that'll change the world (laughs) we will we will change everybody (laughs) And then everybody just hates us. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a good story. I've, like I said, I've heard it before and it is a pretty crazy story, but it's like um, those unsolved cases, like they're just, I don't know. I wish somebody asked me one day, they're like, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? And I'm like, to be able to solve unsolved yep. cases or mysteries, oh, yeah. because imagine I'm like, this is what happened to this or this is mm. what happened here and yeah like that would be amazing <laughs> or like even like the murderers like how many did they really murder or did they really murder mm-hmm. you know what I mean like or you what, know. who knows what if they took those kids and put them into like sex trafficking or something mm-hmm. you never know and then you could find them and that would yep be I'm like they're right power. here blah 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 I don't want to yeah. fly or see through clothes I, want. <laughs> I already have a wild imagination so I could do that on my own yeah, but, you do. <laughs> but I can I would like that superpower to be able to solve unsolved mysteries or crimes mm-hmm. yep that would be very cool yes. but unfortunately <laughs> it is not reality <laughs> it's so negative all the time <laughs> what if a genie comes to me and they're like what's your one wish <laughs> You get three wishes. Technically, well, what if what if it's not that type of genie? Oh. What if it's not a genie in a bottle? What if it's a genie in a lamp? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, then I could even okay. Never mind. I was gonna go further into that, but <laughs> okay. I so for my episode, I'm trying. I want to do something new, but it's actually like harder than I thought it would be. So. I'm compiling ideas and stuff, but I'm excited because my sister wants to be involved and should be pretty entertaining. So, yes, <laughs> and it's going to be in person. But how are we going to do three people with one mic? We're just all going to be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just do it like from afar. We'll put the mic in the middle. I guess we don't need to be afar. We could be no, afar. <laughs> no, I mean the computer. Like, and we can have. Oh, yeah. The computer doesn't matter. Yeah. And then we'll just put the mic right in the middle. 
Yeah. So, so somebody's going to be louder than the others. <laughs> uh, my sister, because she's loud in general. <laughs> so that maybe she goes like further away from the mic. <laughs> We're like, go across the room, you crazy. <laughs> we can still hear you. <laughs> she's like, isn't that the point? <laughs> oh, no. But then I also wonder if we do that, like, how are we going to control her child and my child while that's happening? My children yeah i mean they could watch them and then like we could just record and then if we have to be like hey stop that i could always edit it yeah exactly exactly there you, you go work your magic bland <laughs> my magic that i just half-ass perfect all right <laughs> i'm always like i'm gonna remove that and then I and then you don't <laughs> i know one time I'm I, all, I it adds it authenticity <laughs> I know I listened to one and I'm like, I just repeated myself because you couldn't hear me. <laughs> and it's, uh, I was like, lovely. People are going to think <laughs> well, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> sometimes you'll say something and then I'll say something that's off putting or at, off color. And I'm like, oh, I should remove that. And then you'll be like, anyways, and you'll repeat yourself again. And I'm I know. <laughs> Guess it's going to be in there twice. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, Thanks for tuning in, folks. Thank you, everybody. Hopefully you um, found this case very intriguing. Yes, and hopefully you have all your holiday shopping done. I do not. I just finished mine. I actually looked at my list and I'm missing a couple things. So I still have to go. So I still have time. But I don't know how I'm going to go since I work and all this craziness. But I will find a way. Amazon. Yes, true. Amazon's been a lifesaver for me. But also, I stopped ordering stuff like a long time ago that I've sent here for like my child because that's all that I'm buying for here except for my roommates. But I got it in person. And my roommate was like, she goes, yeah, I was telling my mom that you said you weren't going to buy everybody a bunch of gifts, but then you kept getting packages here. And I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, because my mom and my stepmom and my dad, like everybody's been sending me gifts and I'll be like, what's this? And I'll open it and I'm like, oh, that's, that's from funny. somebody else. But yeah, it feels crazy because my closet is full of gifts that I need to wrap this weekend. Oh, yeah. I have some stuff I got to wrap too. So yeah, it's gonna freaking me out because I'm like, Christmas is a week away and I work all week. So it's yep, like, great. me too. So figure it out. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. Okay. Right. Well, next episode will occur after Christmas and the holidays. Yep. So happy Christmas in case I don't see you. Happy Christmas. <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everybody. Hopefully you enjoy <laughs> yourself. That was so commercial. I was trying to be like <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> Sorry. Happy Christmas. <laughs> or what should I say? Happy birthday, like Frosty the Snowman. Happy birthday. Italiano. <laughs> okay. Good night. Good night. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>